Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, all of you awesome fucking people, to another episode of FML Talk. I originally thought it was going to be lame to bring my boyfriend onto the podcast, but when I put up the questionnaire about who you guys wanted to see and hear from, he was actually very highly requested. Um, And I mean, don't got to twist my arm to bring him on. And you all had a lot of questions for him. It was surprising to me. I, out of all the people I put up questions for, he probably got the most. I think a lot of people were really interested in how he feels about the book, the fact that he's dating someone that constantly has to talk about both of her exes and um, how our relationship is because we've been kind of private about some of it. So without further ado, Uh, strap in and grab a drink with me because my man's coming on the show. This is FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. (gasps) He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. So I usually intro all my guests with their credits and what they're known for and how you know them and might have seen them. Um, But this one, although he has all of those things, I'm going to introduce as my man that you've seen on my Instagram and in my stories. And uh, I'm so happy that he's here to do this with me. Hi, Tay. Hi. Tay I'm Moore. happy to be here. Yay. Tay, Tay Moore, either one. Okay, so we just recently went on a camping trip and something happened that was really funny and I was like, I'm going to use this to break the ice so neither of us are nervous when we record. Oh, shit. Did yeah. you tell me? I did, but I didn't reference as to what it would be. <laughs> um, well, here we do go. Do you remember when we were out at the campsite and you and I started laughing so hard and I looked at you and I was like, I just peed. Yeah. Like actually peed. Vividly remember that. Yeah. Liquid came out. It was a thing. Yeah. First time, I think. Maybe. With me. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's just jump in with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tay and I, we don't want to get too much into like the origin story of how we met because a lot of that will be in book two. Um, but we've known each other for a very long time and our paths kind of recrossed after I came back from Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you were the first person to ever read Eat, Pray, FML in its raw form. I think I even was emailing you chapters at yep. the time. Chapter by chapter. Yeah. Tell me tell me a little bit about that. Uh, wow. <laughs> I think I was pretty much courting you at that point. Yeah, we were like, you were trying to date me and I was resisting and failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went up to the Bay Area for the holidays. Yeah, and I was in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and you were sending me chapter by chapter. And let me tell you how, one, beautiful that was, but two, very difficult. It's hard to get a roadmap of somebody you're courting about all of their past relationships. So it was very bizarre to go through that. 
I, I went through a gamut of emotions. Yeah. I was like really taken back by what some of the men in your life were doing. I was also, though I felt a little sorry for you. I felt bad for you. Um, but I could see that it was totally empowering you to the fullest. So I was like happy with that. But yeah, reading that as I'm courting you a chapter by chapter, it was a little difficult. I mean, it was a roadmap of what to do and what not to do for me. Right. You got like a front row seat to don't fuck with my abandonment issues. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and also, oh, I could go on and on about <laughs> what, what, does that what mean? to do. <laughs> well, being totally honest with you, which some of the other men in your life weren't being totally honest with you. Accurate. Some of, um, one thing that I noticed is that, well, maybe they weren't being totally honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. And in, in turn, that would come back to, they thought they knew what they wanted, but they didn't, but none of it matters because you got hurt in the end. Yeah. So to me, that was all kind of, um, shitty to read. Yeah. I really respected you, uh, at that point in a way that I wasn't even aware of because we had done the film together. What was that? 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So in reading those chapters one by one, I could remember going up to my brother and my dad while I was up in the Bay going like, Oh my God, this is going on. This, this has happened. And they're like, so what are you going to do about it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to keep on going. Because oh, I don't think you've ever told me that. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh yeah. I would tell them. Well, mainly my brother. Yeah. I'd be like, you can't believe what I'm reading. And he, you know, he knew he was, he was in the know. Yeah. Um, but back to what I was saying, uh, you know, we had known each other 10, 11 years ago yeah. at that point, which is now what? 13, 14 years. No, no it can't be that one. No. Um, and I don't know from the first second I met you, I always was enamored with you. I could see your power. I could see like all of this, like charisma that you held and it was really difficult to read those chapters, mm -hmm. to know deep inside my heart who you were and who you are, and then to see or to read. Um, that be broken. That be broken right. or somebody taking advantage of you. I almost felt obligated to take care of the situation. Mm. But that gets into some dark shit. <laughs> we don't want to go there. No. Yet. Yet. Um, and then the second time you read it, or listen to it mm -hmm. listen. was when you listened to the audiobook when we were like full on in a happy relationship and you decided to listen to the audiobook. Yeah. How how did that go? Well then I just got angry. Right. Then it just made me So you you're not able to yet like disconnect from it the way that I am. No, because it, it, you know, I lived with you during the tribulations that you went through, the yeah. heartbreak. I wasn't in Europe, obviously, and I wasn't with you right after you got back. But I definitely, I mean, you still hold on to some of the heartbreak. And and rightly so, as we all should. I mean, yeah. when you get your heart broken, if somebody breaks up with you, cheats on you, if somebody dies, all of that stuff, you hold on to those things forever. So to see you feeling those things after I read it the second time, which was what a year and a half later, at least. Yeah. Two years later. Yeah. yeah it made me angry. It made me like want to defend you 
in a in a real visceral way. And to be fair for everybody that's listening, without getting too much into book two spoilers, um, Tay came into my life when I was nowhere near ready for a relationship, and I was actively being like, "Please stay away. I am a brick wall. Do not walk into me." And um, he very much so was just like, "Okay, well then I'll wait." Um, oh, and, and wait, I did. <laughs> um, and we had—I've never had a relationship where I've broken up. And gotten back together with someone multiple times. Three. Yeah. Um, third time's a charm. But who's counting? Third time's a charm. Fourth time's fourth a charm. Time We're fourth. on our fourth time's a charm right now. So as you will read in the, the second installment, um, we had a roller coaster of a ride. Um, and you really went through fucking things that people shouldn't have to go through on my behalf. And you still have always just stayed and taken care of me and... Let me, mm. I know I can't even look at you as I say this because I'll cry. Um, let me go and get closure and go and find my way away from you and back to you. And you've just always been the fucking Prince Charming that everybody was hoping I ended up with in the first place. Um, so thank you for that. Now you're going to make me <laughs> We're just two big fucking Fuck. babies on this show. <laughs> We're really emotional, everybody. Um, um, okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So I put questions up every week when we do the podcast, and for some reason, when I put, do you, does anyone have questions for Tay, it filled up. Like, it was very, everybody had different questions. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get into these. I'm pulling them up on my phone right now. I have not told you what any of these are, correct? These are from your fans? Yeah, these are from readers, yeah, that wanted to know when I said, do you want to ask questions to Tay? What should I ask? And these are what came in. Are you nervous? Do you have a seatbelt? No, but are you nervous? Take a sip of your tequila. It's fine. It's going to be okay. Straight tequila, guys. Um, Okay, so we're going to start with my favorite one, um, which was, what are your intentions with our girl? (laughs) Uh, I just love that it's called our girl like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's endearing. To be with her for the very rest of my life. Uh Oh, in some capacity or other. I, um, I'm not a marriage. I, I've been married. You've been married. It's not really in the cards. Although I'd be open to it. Um, but to be with you for the rest of my life would make me the happiest person on the planet. Everybody listening just went, oh. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um... How did you and Tay meet? Okay, well, this again is like, we're spoiling some of book two, but here we are. Um, So Tay and I actually did a film together where he played my older brother. And um, this was, God, 2010, maybe? Like, it was a long fucking time ago. And um, he had a relationship at the time. I think you guys were still boyfriend, girlfriend, or fiance. I think I just got engaged. Okay, so fiance. I was with my college sweetheart, um, who actually came out to visit us and yeah. like met you. And we were very much just like really good buddies. But I remember when we got onto set, I was like, ooh, he's like my soul dude. Like I really like this guy. Um, but we were both in relationships, so it was never anything more than that. Well, and I let me add on to that. I'm a method actor, so like I literally thought you were my sister. younger sister. We, we won't even get into how weird that must be um cut how to, you had to let that go cut to two weeks ago right, right. we just did a f- okay we're not even gonna go yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Um... So we had met way back then and then for 10 years didn't really cross paths again. We had just stayed in touch on social media and on Facebook. We would congratulate each other on like, I, I got a message from you when I got married. Yeah. And um, and we did, we did not see each other no, one time. No, not one time. We were going to do the class with your mom. Yeah, that it always fell, fell through. Everything fell through. Not one time. No, well, and the next time the we way. the next time we saw each other, we... Started dating. <laughs> well, the next time we saw each other was at uh, the bar. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. coincidentally ran into each other. Yeah. Um, but that is technically how we met. Uh, all right. Let's see. Where do we want to go now? What's something he's been able to take away from your book in helping himself? Oh, heavy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can you read that? What is something that he's been able to take away from your book in helping yourself? So what's something you've gotten from the, reading the book? Well, I do try to use the um, the onion. The onion. I do. I try, <laughs> I try to peel them back a little bit here and there. Um, you know, to be honest with you, none of the negative stuff that happened to you in the book whatever positive thing happened to you or the outcome that came out, I looked at that and I really tried to adapt some of that into my own life, how you looked at it. For instance, the self-love cocktail, the onion, all of that. Um, but I do, um, it's the same way I look at you every day. I look at you and every time I look at you, I get a little bit of, uh, my own power. It makes me stronger when I'm with you. It makes me stronger when I ask you questions. I always ask your advice. Um, so really all of the things, especially towards the last half of your book or the last quarter of your book where you were like coming out of the depression yeah. and more into like the, okay, how do I fucking figure this out? How do I pro progress from the shit storm that I'm in now? I find that very attractive mm -hmm. in anybody. I, I hate people who, and not, this isn't like normal, but I, I don't like people who just have it easy mm -hmm. because it doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't like make you grow and you have not had anything really easy. And it's so funny because I'm with you day in and day out. And I see some of the comments 
about like actress and must be privileged and shit like that. And I'm yeah. like, God, if you fucking only knew the person that I know, so not privileged. Right. So not, I mean, yeah, you're privileged, but you're not like spoiled. Yeah. And well, people think they assume like, oh, her mom's an actress. She's an actress. They yeah. must be fucking rich. Right. You've yeah. been on TV. Yeah. You're a fucking famous actor who's rich. Yeah. Little do <laughs> they know that every actor in LA is like, fuck, if I can only get my next meal together. Little do they know that I just like, like, you know, got back from an audition that's going to pay me fucking pennies. Yeah. And who knows if I even got it, yep. you know? So like, um, but yeah, you've come from a, a, a good home, a good, you know, you've come from some money, but not like you're not rich. You're fucking working your in, day in and day out and working extremely hard. To me, that's attractive. To me, that's what I strive to be. And we have a quite a, you know, age difference. In the long run, you should be looking up to me, but it's not like that. Well, I, I look I, up to you in different ways. Right. But because of the age difference and no, none of that is true. I look up to you so much. It's unbelievable. I mean, sometimes I even question myself because I'm like this girl who is 31 years old, you know, but you don't stop. And to me, that's fucking intriguing, attractive and who I want to be with. Somebody Shucks, who is somebody who inspires <laughs> you. To be a better person. And that's so kind of cliche and generic, mm -hmm. but it's super fact. Somebody who inspires you to be a better person just by doing nothing, not like showing you, but by just leading by example. Those are the kind of people that I like to surround myself with. I agree. And thank you. Mm -hmm. um, did you, did some of the abandonment stuff hit home for you? Absolutely. So Tay and I come from a very weirdly similar background childhood wise. Um, I lost my dad really suddenly and tragically when I was seven and he lost his mom. Very really suddenly and tragically. Suddenly and tragically when he was four, 13? I was um, 13 and a half. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure some of the stuff that I realized on my trip um about my abandonment wounds and how they came from my childhood i'm sure that resonated with you too it certainly did and you know the years of therapy mm -hmm. that you go to therapy when you're younger and then even older for different reasons here and there and sometimes you just block that shit out because you're like you know that uh, you walk out of a session and you're like that did nothing for me oddly enough reading your book being with you spending day in and day out with you that teaches me more about my own abandonment issues because you and I talk about all of those and we work through them kind of together. You've already worked through a lot of your stuff, as have I, but they always creep up. Well, yeah. I mean, abandonment issues aren't something to be solved. Right. There's something to be maintained for. and managed. And I think that's why when I, I get asked in interviews a lot, like how is this relationship different than your past relationships and how has your past relationships made you look at your current one differently? And it's really like my past relationships made me realize what is important mm -hmm. and the priorities and what I hold closest to me. And that's more or less like when you can be like, Hey, these are my wounds. These are my fears. These are my triggers. 
I'm going to give them to you and tell you them openly, please take care of them. And having the other person do such a great job at that. I never had any of my exes that did that, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it was consciously or on purpose or, you know, it it was always, I was always being affected in those ways, in those triggers. Um, And I'm so comfortable in our relationship because you take such good care of those things and you're so aware that those are my soft spots and to like protect them at all costs. Well, um, to piggyback on that, do you want to know why? Oh, sure. Because you're my fucking best friend, <laughs> like hands down. So when you get in a relationship, you go through these moments of the honeymoon phase mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And, and yeah, of course people are going to be like, Oh, I want to listen. I want to listen. I want to care for you. And I want to like, whatever I can do to help you out. Sure. That shit happens a lot within the first two months. Um, not to project on Javier and your situation that it was only two months, but even with Daniel, like, yeah, I'm sure all of that was happening for a while yeah. and a long while, but is that, is that going to last? Is that, are they going to be there through the thick and thin when it doesn't, it, when it isn't convenient for them? Well, the answer is no. Well, obviously. <laughs> and he, hence, here, and we, here are. we are. <laughs> okay. Next question. Do you worry that you'll be in her next book? Um, I don't worry because I know I am going to be in her next book. <laughs> I've read him chapters of book two, but... Uh, you know, that's a very funny question and I'll tell you why, because I have been thinking a lot lately. Ooh, this is going to come out very strange. Okay. About Javier. Uh Uh-huh. Every day. Mm -hmm. Not a day goes by that I don't think about him. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, I wonder what he's thinking because I did get a chance to meet him and I, and I do wonder what he is thinking Daniel, I don't, whatever. He was a fucking schmuck. He fucking deserves what he gets. Okay, so let's just interject real quick. Um, And you will read about this in a full-on chapter. But Tay and Javier didn't meet by being introduced to each other. They ran into each other at an audition. (laughs) And when Tay called to relay this story to me, I literally sat there and was like, only in my fucking life. Does that happen? Mm-hmm. So really to answer your question, do I, or their question, do I fear? Was that the word? Or do am I do nervous? Or yeah. Am I, um, yeah, there's some, it, it, you know, the reason I brought up Javier was because when I met him, I thought like, holy shit, he's read the book. I know he's read the book. Um, God, I wonder how he feels about it. And because it's not that great for him. It is, you know, it's really not, he, he fucked up mm-hmm. and he fucked you up a little bit. And that, like that, I, I took myself out of our situation and I put myself in his shoes and I, and, and I started to fucking get sweaty palms. Mm-hmm. Then I knew, then I found out you're writing a second book and did I get sweaty palms regarding that? Yeah, <laughs> I did. So the moral of the story is don't fuck up. Right. Don't fuck up, Tay. <laughs> <laughs> Or else. <laughs> Did you all get that? Um, okay. What? Uh, well, here, since we're already on the subject, do you want to punch Javier and Daniel in the face after reading what happened? Long, dramatic pause. Uncomfortable silence. <laughs> um, listen. <sighs> I think that... Um, 
it's not water under the bridge for you with Daniel. It, it, it's just like he fucked up so bad and he was such a cocksucker that he's now gone. But the dark side of me wants to meet him in a dark alley. Right. No weapons, just fists. Well, that would be very a bad situation for him. I've seen him box. It's a really, it's different. Don't ever work out with your significant other if you want to keep them in like a You and I work out all the time. Yeah, I know. But like, I, I, I will never forget one day I walked in and Daniel was training and he was boxing and I was just like, oh. Okay, well, if we're ever in a fight, I guess I'll be the one protecting us. Oh, God. What are you doing? He's a kind of a big guy. He's tall. He's tall. Um, So, yeah, like, listen, I'm a fighter. You know it. I've always been kind of that guy. Uh, Unfortunately. Well, in your younger years. Yeah, in my younger years. But, uh, like, I'm a rough and tough kind of guy. Part of me would just love that. Um, But I can be the better guy. Mm-hmm. Javier, on the other on the other hand, um, the answer is no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, you I, have met him, and you didn't punch him. Yeah, the face, so. <laughs> I, I really would have no reason. I think that. Can I be totally honest? Well, yes, without any massive spoilers of the second book. I think that he is an extremely good guy, and has. A heart of fucking gold. But I think that he didn't know how mm, selfish he was. Mm -hmm. And I think that that selfishness led him astray. He has a past of heartbreak with his brother and all sorts of things. So I just think he was going for a quick fix. And that will never suffice. Um, would I punch him in the face? Not unless he fucked you over again. Um, but I wouldn't mind slapping him around a little You're bit. You're dumb. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no. Listen, I'm not going to punch anybody who doesn't have it coming to him. You're not going to punch anyone anyways because that's not what we do anymore. Hmm. <laughs> no, no. I, no. I, I think that I thank them. I thank them. I thank both of them because look at where I'm at and look at where they are. And hopefully they're happy and healthy and doing their thing. I don't mean any will ill will to, on them. But like, thank you. Yeah. I'm fucking stoked. Okay, last one. How does Tay feel about your book and how your exes are involved? Do you get jealous? Because let's like remind... Do I get jealous? Yeah, because let's oh. remind everybody that I... Tay and I live together and I do interviews, podcasts, or some form of something that has to do with this book. Daily. Almost every day. Um, oh, and Multiple times and, a day. And those interviews include me talking about Daniel, talking mm-hmm. about Javier, talking about like how we fell in love and like the whole shit show of a story. Um, so yeah, it must be a lot to hear that constantly. And it's not just like Tay met me and I had this past and these are my exes, like these, especially Javier, was involved with a year and a half of constant craziness. While we were together. While Tay and I were together. So never anything, there was never anything shady or cheating like that, but it was, it was a saga. Mm. Um, so it wasn't, 
he was a real person. It wasn't like this fictitious ex that I had. It was very, uh, yeah. very real. And it took us a while to sort through it all. So I, I'm interested to hearing that question too. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the question is, is was I, am I jealous of either do, of these two? How do you feel about the book, the book and the exes being so prominent in it? And do you feel yeah. jealous around that? Right. Well, as far as Daniel is concerned, you know, other than his infidelity towards you at the time of the divorce, I didn't have much of a problem reading about it. Um, I have more of a problem now that he's like kind of hacked into your life and I see what kind of hell it creates for you. Yeah, I have a big problem with that. But I can be the better guy. Mm-hmm. Javier, on the other, on the other hand, um, look, dude, I know how you felt. I know. I read the book, you know. It was a month-long journey while you were in Europe, and then a month prior to that, where he, that he was your world. I remember sitting on your couch when you first told me, like, hey, I kind of have feelings for you after we were trying to just be friends for three weeks. And I looked at you. I was like, dude, I'm still in love with my ex. Like, I said it straight to your face, and that must have been shitty. Hmm. I don't remember that. Oh, come on. Yeah, I blocked it. Blocked, blocked it out. It out. <laughs> um, yeah. Peanut, it's all been, it, there's a lot of shit that's been shitty. Mm-hmm. You know, this, yeah. this, there's, there's been a lot of shitty stuff for me in the past what, two years. Yeah. Um, the, the good outweighs the, 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 the bad, of course. Um, so I got problems. I got some problems. Chicken, I can eat some chicken. <laughs> We our whole life revolves around lines from friends. Yeah, um, yeah. I have I have some issues. I, didn't I just fucking talk to you about this on our camping trip? Yeah. Where I where where I'm like, you know, it, it is difficult to have you go into a room, close the door, and get on an interview or a podcast or whatever it is that you're doing, and tell your story. And I'm sitting on the other side of the door. For two years. Yeah. Not just like once every three months. It's like consistent for the past two years. Yeah. Um, That's hard for me to hear. Yeah. It's hard for me to listen to how deeply you were in love with this guy. I mean, even at the beginning of when we started, I was like, dude, I'll, I, I can't compare to that. You can't. I can't do this mm-hmm. because it's going to fucking it's going to be a ghost forever. Um. That sucks. Yeah. To be in a relationship like that, it really sucks. Uh, Did I pull out of that? Yeah. I realized that, like, it's either going to be, like, I'm going to sit in that shit and try to proceed with a relationship, or I'm going to bone out and peace out to both of you. Right. Um, I sat in it for a while. A long while. You know how long I sat in it. I fucking was constantly talking to you like, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm... But how do you feel about it now? Like, now that we're on the other side of yeah. it, now that you see how I've gotten through it and passed it and healed a lot, how does it feel now? I know it's been hard for the past two years, but as of, like, right now. Well, again... Got to be careful, but <laughs> nobody's going to know how hard it's been until they read the second book. I know. So it's, it, it's... It's hard for me to write the second book. It's very crucial to understand that for me to answer that question by being like, oh, I feel great now. Yeah. Uh, all good. Water under the bridge. No, I've gone through, I've gone through trials and tribulations, Gabs. 
through this process of you and me, like actually coming together and being like, yeah, this is where we want to be. Let's fucking buy a house. Let's do this. Um, I've gone through the ringer. You know, that was, uh, there was a year, year and a half of like a lot of tough decisions that I had to make. Um, a lot of shit that I had to bury mm -hmm. because like I fucking was so in love with you and still am, but was well, so you better be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be in love with you for the, for the rest of my life, whether we're together or not, <laughs> and whether I'm with somebody else or not, I'm going to always have that. Cut to me sending a pod, this podcast to your next girl and be like, Hey, just to let you know, oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Can we erase that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, honestly, uh, it was rough. I've come to the other side and I feel very comfortable in my skin, in where I'm at with you. Um, and, uh, I have come to peace with all of it. You know, do I ask you about Javier? Fuck yeah. And do I ask you, have you talked to him? Have you heard? Yeah. Well, because, I would expect you to. Because my window is not open. It's not closed. My window's cracked. So I need to like figure that out. And I just, you've given me the authority and the opportunity to do so, you know? So like, because that I have to work through my shit that your book has brought. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's created shit for me. Yeah. Albeit good shit in the end, but like, yeah, going through... From the very first question that you asked, you know, well, I was the first person to read that book. I've been going through fucking trials and tribulations. Since December 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Since December. No, no, no. Yeah. That was when you read it. December of 2017. What's the date? Dude, we're in 2020. We're in 2020. Oh, oh yeah. yeah the worst fucking... So, yeah, I, 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 the book caused some strife in my life and... But again, the second question that you asked me was, what have you taken from the book? The book, this is what I've taken from the book. Yeah. Those trials, tribulations, the strife, I've taken all that from the book and I've become stronger and I've progressed because of that. Um, you know, you don't really learn about yourself until you're in the shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hence this yeah. book. <laughs> You don't know until you're fucking in the middle of it and you're like, oh my God, dude, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of happened with me it, it, at the beginning of the second book, if you will. Like I was like going in and out of like a lot of. And rightfully so. It was trouble. not like an easy situation to be in by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But you know what? I've been in a lot of those. I've been in shit where I'm like, eh. But I didn't care enough. Exactly. But I care so much about you, your feelings, your future, your life, along with mine, that um, it made me, I felt it. You know, it was real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> God damn. Um, okay, so we're going to end with this question because it's like happier and I like it. Um what made you fall for Gabrielle and what made you one another's unicorns? You don't have to say what made you fall in love with me because I... Well, have you seen her? I, oh, God. 
I mean, do you, I mean come you on. are you're blind, but thank you. Oh, fuck off! You're um, hands down the most gorgeous person ever. Again, you're blind. I love you for it, but well, I mean, it's, the unicorn it, thing. We came. How did we even come up with that? I think it was because you were so just like. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, okay, okay. I totally remember. Okay. Seventy-two hours. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Which we'll save for book two. <laughs> oh, right. I was about um, to fucking divulge. But uh, it was in that, is in that, those 72 we spent, hours. We spent a glorious 72 hours together. And right. um, it was in there. During that time, we were talking. I, I kept. One of a kind. Yeah. I kept realizing like that you were so unlike any other man I yeah. had ever been with. And I was like, God, why does he care so much? Why is he so like cares about my feelings? And like, I was like, this is so not what I'm used to. And I was like, you're like a fucking unicorn. Like, you're, like, this mm-hmm. magical creature that doesn't exist anymore because people think men mm-hmm. like you don't walk the planet. Um, and it kind of just stuck. And Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I even have people texting me the unicorn thing. I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> that's reserved. Um, and that's why in the very last sentence of the book, and I wrote that when we weren't together... I finished that in my acknowledgments, and it says... Were we not together then? No, no. And it says Ente for being my unicorn. You mean when you did it on, on uh, no, the audio book? No, when you wrote when it, I we wrote weren't it. together. No. Oh, yeah, we weren't together. Yeah. I knew that. Um, yeah. Listen, you and I are one of a kind, Every and every individual can say that themselves, but... But our one of a kind's match together. <laughs> Two people coming together for a common goal. And um, I think that you're my other half, 100%. Again, I reiterate this. Even if we don't end up like walking down the rose petal path, like you're my fucking best friend. You're mine too. I'll fucking do anything for you. I'm always going to like help out and always be there to um, back you up. And no matter what, it doesn't even matter what happens. I'm always going to be there. Your family. Baby. You're my, you're my. Don't say sister. <laughs> don't say sister. Uh, Best friend. It's it. That's what it is. You're my everything. And I think a lot of people that DM me about relationships and did you ever like put a wall up around your heart after and like, how did you ever trust again? And yes, when you. <laughs> You just knock that shit down. <laughs> when you meet the right person and you guys have both done the work on yourself and are willing to continue to do the work together, um, I think that's what really makes a relationship work. Um, Lord knows I've had enough shit shows to know what makes them not work. Um, but, you know, Tay and I have had a long fucking road of ups and downs. And the last time we got back together, I, I looked at him and I was like, you know, I need you to come to therapy with me. I, I need to go talk about a lot of these things with you, with someone else who can guide us, you know, through why I'm feeling this way. And he didn't even blink twice. It was like, yeah, okay, great. Let's go. When are we going? Mm-hmm. Um, when you can sit down and communicate with someone and openly, I mean, we've had some tough fucking talks where I've told you some tough shit mm. um, and vice versa. Mm. And when you can sit down and have those talks and love each other enough to like, be like, okay, this sucks. And I'm feeling really shitty on the inside right now, but we're going to hold hands and like walk to the other side. Mm-hmm. That's when a real relationship can really, really grow. Yeah. Because 
This isn't honeymoon bullshit. This isn't like, oh my God, this is a fling or, ooh, I think I might be in love with you. You're my fucking best friend. <laughs> Hands down. And like, that's how you progress holding hand in hand. If you, if you establish that at the beginning, well, then you can grow from there. Yeah. If you're like, dare I say you and Javier, if you're like, fucking, that's it. This is the guy for the rest of my life. Or this is the girl for the rest of my life. You go rent a fucking hotel room for one night and don't sleep together, but yet talk <laughs> all that shit. Yeah. It's all real, but it's not fucking rooted in truth. Absolutely. Because how can you feel like that? After, what was it, two weeks? One well, week? Well, you can. It's just that the foundation isn't there and you don't, you haven't given it time for that to grow. Oh, I do, yeah. And I, I don't take anything away that you can feel that because I've been there. I mean, do you want to know the funny thing is like my friends all give me shit for saying that this is the one. In my world, oh, I can see that. This is the one in quotes, and I do the quote yeah. thing because it's a big thing in my life. Because every time I get a new girlfriend that I'm like not just a fling, they're like, "Let me guess, this is the one." Yeah, you know, I, I mean, because I, 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 I'm like super passionate, and I get like that. Yeah. Um, but it's not. They're not because you have to have the foundation and the fundamentals to of a friendship. Because guess what? Well, for longevity, yeah. Longevity. Because it's not going to always be uh, sexy time and, and, and like hot and makeup and suits. It's not always going to be like that. There's going to be times where you're sick or where you're like not feeling good. Or and where you you're don't... peeing your pants from laughing so hard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> and like those are the times that I kind of am most attracted to. Well, I mean, we spend most of our time in sweats and binge watching TV shows and, you know, being dirty and camping and out in nature. Can we bring it back to camping real quick? Yes. Let me tell you, I have never, dare I say, in my life ever had a trip where like that, where each and every single night there wasn't, we didn't miss one (laughs) night where in the very middle of the night, we would wake up and start laughing until we're crying. Yeah. At like 2 a.m. We 2 would wake up to, to go pee and just start having a laugh Fucking attack about mid nothing. slumber. <laughs> like, you know, and, and that shit is what I'm attracted to. It's not a, it's not a like a skimpy outfit or makeup or this, it's shit like that where I'm like, <gasps> she's the one. <laughs> Um, okay, so do you want to let people know where to find you online or do you want them to just like have to do their own stalking skills? You're not that hard to find. Ooh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, stalking. you're not that hard to find um, online. Yeah. Okay. I'm fucking all over your shit. Um, but if you want to check out how dashingly handsome he is Whoa. and all of his uh, his acting and amazing other stuff, uh, he's at Tamor Ghazi on Instagram. Yay. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here, baby. Clinky. Cheers. Clinky. Cheers. Clink, clinky. I love you. Love you more. All right, you guys. We have about a week and a half left for you to enter the holiday giveaway. Remember, all you have to do is post a picture of you in your merch, tag me, tag the book, hashtag EatPrayFML and hashtag FML Talk. And in the post, tell me what you overcame 
or made it through in this shit of a year 2020 or how you did a really good fucking job at loving yourself. I'm loving the stories that I've read so far and we will pick three winners on December 20th and the swag bags are awesome. You guys are going to love them. Next week, I'm really excited for the episode that we're airing because it is something that I've dealt with my entire life and even recording this episode was super fucking cathartic for me and it's all about grief. It's going to be emotional, um, powerful, and I hope that it can help a lot of people out there listening kind of navigate how to deal with the wild ride that grief is. Um, it's it's a subject that is near and dear to my heart because of the people that I've lost in my life. And I hope that it's going to shed some light on how to, you know, either deal with it yourself or take care of those around you who are dealing with loss. As always, make sure you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode. If you are not following our new Instagram handle after all of the crazy drama uh, at FML Talk Podcast, make sure to do that. We're going to be posting some behind the scenes stuff and other goodies that you won't see on my regular page. Until next week, guys. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.